0: Oh, hi. Didn't see you there. I'm just busy planning CFL Free Agent Frenzy 2024, our big eight-hour live show here on the Canadian Football Countdown for Tuesday, February 13th, where we'll talk about all the major moves around the CFL, like Radio Oliveira, AJ Olette, Dalton Schoen, Adarius Pickett. Wait, what do you mean they're all signed? Well, there's still Jamal Peters, Jameer Thurman, William Stanback... Oh, shoot. There they go, too. Hmm. I need to make a call. Boys, fire up the emergency podcast. Everything is happening! And that was the stupidest intro to a podcast i've ever done hello everyone and welcome to episode number 242 of the canadian football countdown a proud member of the canadian football podcast network and the alternative football network everything is happening indeed uh a chaotic day of cfl news we're here to talk through all of it i'm ryan joined as usual by trey and adam trey how are you doing today You are muted.
1: Who the hell muted me? Who the heck? I was going to say, I can't look at you, Ryan, but I guess we got to get through this next hour together. I'm doing okay. Uh, A lot of reciting, a lot that I didn't think would happen, a lot that, uh, yeah, yeah, real good. Uh, Before we get out of I think we got to give a, 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 we got our cups, boys. Got our cups. Toby Keith, RIP, where it goes. If you need some love tonight, then I might just be enough. I ain't as good as I once was, but I'm as good as I ever was. To Toby Keith, I love that guy. So there we go, there we go. And Adams is the only one that actually has anything in it, so because <laughs> he just came from the ring. But yeah, I'm doing okay. Adam, man, you got some big signings we got to talk about. I was thinking about you today. I said to my, I said to the old lady, I was like, if there's one person really happy today, I said it's Adam. <laughs> Yeah, definitely a little bit happier than
2: I was once was, I guess. Uh, The Riders might be as good once as they ever was. Uh, But yeah, no, uh, definitely some good signings happening all over the place, particularly in uh, three real teams that I've seen. Uh, And of course, the guys that I've got on my hat had a really good day. So we'll see how this carries on. Maybe they'll continue to have a good day.
0: Yeah, it's uh, a lot of the biggest names off the board as I teased there in the intro. We'll find things to talk about on Free Agent Frenzy, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Central Time on Tuesday, February 13th, officially a week from today as we're recording this Tuesday night. Uh, We'll have full live coverage of that event and very much looking forward to that one. Uh, If not, well, if not new news, We'll be able to rehash everything that's happened over the past month with a variety of different guests. Live free agent tracker will break down every transaction as they happen. So join us for that and help us spread the news as well. Uh, It's CFL free agent frenzy for the fans, by the fans. So uh, we've got a low budget, but lots of planning has gone into it. And uh, it's going to be a fun day and we hope everybody gets involved. Uh, But we got to talk about all this news from today uh, as we uh, get here to talk about it all brought to you by our presenting sponsor Game Time TV, uh, which you can learn more by visiting GameTimeTV.ca or Facebook.com slash GameTimeTVMB. Uh, and before we get into the regular episode, as always, we do want to acknowledge that the Canadian Football Countdown is brought to you from Treaty 1 territory, traditional territory of the Anishinaabe, Cree, Ojibwe, Dakota, and Dene peoples, and the homeland of the Métis Nation, as well as from Treaty 4 territory, traditional territory of the Cree, Soto, Dakota, Lakota, Nakota, and Métis Nation. It's been a busy day in the CFL free agency streets. It's been a busy day in the CFC discord community also Uh, with all the news coming out, uh, lots of chatter going on there. If you haven't joined already, there's a link in the episode description. Join us free there. we like to chat about all the moves as they come out uh, in the CFL channels there. So you can check that out if you would like as well. I think, the proper spot to start here. I mean, I teased some of those names already. We'll go through all the major ones from today and yesterday and the biggest news here, I think we have to start with the running back market. Cause that was the major topic we talked about last time on the, uh, on our last episode of the podcast as these big names available in free agency. And just like that three of the top five are off the market. And the dominoes started to fall when Brady Oliveira signed a two-year contract extension with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers uh, earlier today. Uh, let's start there, uh, or should we just talk about all the running backs, kind of in the same vein? Here we got Oliveira going to back to Winnipeg on a two-year deal. Uh, he's making what two hundred and forty-ish thousand dollars, I believe, was the price there. A.J. Olette is leaving the Argos to head to the Saskatchewan Rough Riders once the uh, the free agent window officially opens. Uh, And William Standback heading over to the B.C. Lions. Uh, It seemed like it was one domino after another quickly falling here. And it all starts with Oliveira. Trey, I know we talked about this a little bit. You didn't think he was coming back to Winnipeg. Uh, What was the what was the reaction?
1: I was pretty happy. I mean, like, yeah, like you said, I didn't think he was coming. I just thought, "Ah, I just, I want to know how, like, Kyle Walters must just have a big chalkboard or whiteboard just with the uh, salary cap and everything, like, constantly calculating it, because I don't know how we can fit everything under this, but he got it done, and then minutes later got shown done, right, which is even crazier to think, but yeah. Glad that Oliveira got off the board. I was very nervous. I thought, you know, people were saying BC offered him a lot. I was thinking maybe cool. does he go to uh, Ottawa. A couple options I thought he was very nifty. But, uh, yeah, I I was like, if we can't get him, though, maybe Olet would have come here. Who knows? But we'll see. All right. Adam, what do you think about uh, Oliveira? Did you think he had a chance to go to green or were you thinking he was all blue?
2: I, you know what? I, I said that, hey, he would look really good in green. In reality, I knew he was probably going to stay with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Uh, It's hometown. I think he's got other priorities in his life right now uh, that makes him want to stay at home uh, with the dog shelter. I think he has a dog uh, uh, program that he does in California right now that he's dealing with. And I think it's just a good fit. Um, He's a guy that looked like he really wanted to just stay at home. Uh, Wanted to see maybe what he was worth a little bit. That way there, the only real fair comparison is by asking other teams what you're actually worth. Uh, In the end, I'm sure he did a little bit of a finer deal for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers than maybe what he would have got. He would have probably got a little bit more maybe out of the BC Lions or another team in the league. Uh, But in the end, it's a good deal for Winnipeg. They get one of the prize pieces of the uh, free agency. And, uh, yeah, apparently they they still had some gas in the tank for later on when we talk wide receivers.
0: Yeah, they're – This was one that there was no doubt in my mind. I didn't see a possibility uh, of Olivera going anywhere else but Winnipeg. It just made too much sense for the team to dump everything they could into bringing him back. Uh, It made too much sense for Olivera to be a real good fit there. You know, he's only two years into his career. Like, he's building something special there. And I do wonder if that's something that sometimes guys risk that going elsewhere too early in their career to chase that payday. Granted, careers are, you know, short in football, so you got to make the money while you can. Uh, but what happens if you go somewhere else and the whole system isn't the system that, you know, made you excel? And and now where does that leave you going forward? So I like the idea of a guy like him re-signing here in Winnipeg. I also thought, and Trey and I were kind of talking about this a little bit before the show, that... uh Kyle Walters and the management crew of the Bombers would have had to really mess up to get this wrong and let Oliveira walk here. And over his time as the GM of the Bombers, I don't think he's messed up in a big way really once. Like he's made a lot of the necessary moves to keep the team together, to move on from a guy like Andrew Harris when he needed to, which paved the way for Olivera. I, I think it would have been an uncharacteristic move uh, of Kyle Walters to let uh, Olivera go. So yeah, super stoked as a Bomber fan to see him back in blue and gold for uh, two more years, even, not just a one-year deal here uh, with Brady Olvera. Uh, and that was the biggest free agent fish in the running back market uh, immediately off the board. Uh, and so then everybody's attention turns over to A.J. Olette of the Toronto Argonauts, who had himself a pretty fine season as well last year. Uh, let's see, uh, just over a thousand yards in 15 games for him. Uh, and Adam, where does he end up landing? You want to tell us?
2: Yeah, he ends up over with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Uh, sounds like the entirety of Rider Nation, uh, pretty much through the rest of the day, off, took the rest of the day off and celebrated by buying a bunch of little mini plus, Thor, uh, Thor Hammers, uh, to celebrate their new, uh, uh, running back uh, that's coming over. i uh, not sure on the details. I never heard about the uh, financials on it, uh, but you know what? Uh, it's a premier back. It's one of the best back running backs in the CFL right now. Uh, probably, the, arguably the best American back on the market. Uh, the uh, it was a little bit surprising that uh, Toronto let him go, uh, just because again, they also let go of another running back earlier, uh, or later on, I guess, in the day. Uh, also, uh, I guess they maybe think that uh, Akiboye is it? Akiaboye? Uh, Adam, Boye. Akiaboye uh, is uh, what do you call probably ready to maybe take another step ahead. So maybe a little bit expendable for Toronto. I still think they need a Premier back, though, uh, if they want to really go anywhere. Uh, so in, in Saskatchewan's case, the, the party's on in Ryderville. In Toronto's case yikes they lost a lot of pieces today trey what did you think of this one for uh ajls
1: i love it Can, let's be real he looks like the most saskatchewan guy who's not a saskatchewan <laughs> guy right like i said in our group chat he gives me big buff five every off day he's gonna be hunting mm. fishing out there he's gonna be helping adam do bales and stuff like he, he, he just looks like a guy who is Saskatchewan, right? So he didn't, I, I wonder if it's a lot of that. Cause he doesn't give me TO the six fives, right? He, he's not hanging with Drake. He's hanging with, uh, with gainer and pills country kind of guy. And, 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 and then on the field, I think with the additions, the riders got with their offensive line with a guy like, um, Yoshi Hardrick and other thing other key pieces. I think, uh, I I'm looking forward to Saskatchewan this year. Um, yeah, and we'll talk about that more as our off season continues, right? But I, I I I think my bet on them is 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 panning I wonder what their odds are going forward. I should almost check that to see if I if it I probably would feel the odds would be worse now, I would assume with O'Lat and Hardrick uh on your lineup. Ryan, how do you think about that? Yeah,
0: O'Lat well, uh, I I think you hit the nail on the head. Like he's a personality you market around. He is going to be the face of the Riders this season or one of them at least. Uh, and he didn't really I feel like he didn't get that in Toronto, despite all of like his interesting like doesn't he do like wrestling on the side or something like that? Like <laughs> there's so much to market with him and, and the Argos organization doesn't. And, and, you know, their owners don't do a great job of marketing the team. I mean, I know Chad Kelly was at the NHL All-Star Game and participated in the event there. But outside of him, how much of this team is being marketed out to the public outside of the realm of the, the, the smaller football community um not a whole ton so i think yeah he's a guy that you can market build a brand around here uh, which is why it's a great fit for the riders i think yeah he's he's one of the best free agents out there if the bombers couldn't have gotten olivera i would have wanted olette and blue and gold as well i i think any team would be happy to have them and the riders are, are the ones uh I've been up and down on him. It's interesting, the journey with him in Toronto, because quite a while ago, I feel like he was the third string when I think James Wilder Jr. was the starter, and he got some time late in the season, and I I wanted Olette to get more of a chance. But then coming into last year when he was a free agent, I was actually surprised to see the Argos bring him back last year because I thought it was going to be one more year of Andrew Harris as the starter, Daniel Adeboboye, the Canadian incumbent in the wing, was going to take over the starting role after Harris retires, and uh, maybe now maybe I was just one year off, maybe that's where they're going. Or, uh, are the Argos going to look at a guy like Kadim Carey? You know, they love former Calgary Peters and Ryan Dinwiddie loves his uh, former guys there and has seen what he can do. I would be shocked if Kadim Carey does not get signed by the Argos.
2: Yeah, I can't see it. I mean, the guy's only two years away from uh, being the most, uh, the highest running, uh, or most rushing yards in the season uh, for the CFL. I mean, you don't do that easily, and that's not easy to find. And he's available. Uh, Most times you go after that. But there's such an abundance of good draft picks or people to bring in this year, not draft picks, I guess, but people to bring in on free agency. Uh, that a guy like Kadeem carries a third or a fourth option or fifth option even, I guess, because we're going to be talking about somebody else before even Kadeem carries signed. Uh, another niche little factor, though, that I wanted to give you guys on AJ Ouellette, Uh he's actually not the first wrestler in Saskatchewan that's playing on the active uh, roster right now. Uh, oh. Like Korte Moore mm-hmm. had a professional trial with the WWE uh, in December. So steel cage match between the defensive lineman and the running back has to happen.
0: I mean, I'm sure every other team would be fine with that. You know, injure injure your own team.
2: Well, you know, wrestling's you know they. they
0: oh yeah, yeah, injure air quotes. Injure,
2: exactly. Does that mean we could put a fake cast on somebody and you know? <laughs> <Anyways>. <laughs> wouldn't put it. Wouldn't put it past them. uh
0: uh, yeah, AJ AJ elect, uh big, big deal there going to Saskatchewan. Uh credit to you, Adam. You called that one. I had him re-signing in Toronto. Uh I thought they would maybe get that deal done. But yeah, they're losing a lot of pieces here. Uh another free agent that was rumored to go Toronto to Saskatchewan, or they were at least in heavy talks with uh ends up going to BC, and that's William Stanback, who was granted his release by the uh, Montreal Alouettes uh, about a week ago. We talked about that on last show, I believe. Um, I like stand back to the Lions. I think that's a perfect addition for them. They're not a run-heavy team. They're going to be the pass-heavy team. They like what they saw in Taquan Zell, uh last season in his first year. I thought he looked pretty good. Uh, he had 773 yards in just 14 games last year. Stamback can still run really well. He proved that in the Grey Cup, but he's not a guy that I'm banking on a full 18 game war quote, I think, after his injuries. So I see it a 1A, 1B situation between those two guys in BC. And I think that's a really good fit and probably one of the best fits out there for him. Uh, Trey, what do you think?
1: No, yeah, I agree. Um, I don't. know. I've had a tough time with this one. I mean, nothing's happened the way I thought it was going to go. So maybe I don't have a great sense on what the teams need. But I mean, yeah, great fit, uh, Adam. Yeah, I think
2: this is a really good fit for the BC Lions. Uh Mizell gets a little bit of a uh, learn uh, guy to learn from uh, with uh, William Standback there, I think, and William Standback gets maybe a little bit uh, gets a little bit of an opportunity to prove uh, Montreal wrong. I, I think he can still run. You're right, Ryan. It just can't be all the time. Uh, NBC won't rely on him a lot uh, because they do have a pass-heavy uh, offense and a quarterback that's very mobile as well. Uh, he also has worked with Vernon Adams before, so I think it was a great fit for uh, William back to go to B.C.
0: Yeah, so three big names off the market at the running back position. Another one, uh, more so a big impact in the return game. The best return man in the CFL, Javon Leak, going over to the Edmonton Elks. Uh, I'm pretty happy I hit the nail on the head with my prediction on this one. Javon Leak going to the Elks. Uh, I think I was reading $125,000, one of the highest paid special teams players in the CFL. And honestly, I think it's kind of justified. This man is special Four return touchdowns, 2000 return yards for him last season. Uh, Edmonton finally got their first return touchdown late in the year last year since Kendall Lawrence, I think did it in 2015. This is a team that has not had good special teams play uh, in a very long time, including the return game. So, to bring a piece like that in as the top return man in the CFL, also they need the backup running back. They released Shannon Brooks, so they need a the backup behind Kevin Brown. He's an athlete. He's got the speed. He's a guy that I, I think Chris Jones, we know he likes athletes. So I think he's a guy that can just fill that role for them there. Adam, what do you think about Javon Leak?
2: Yeah, perfect pickup for the Edmonton Elks. Uh, can compete a little bit. Do you Kevin Brown that little bit of a push in uh, training camp? to get him going maybe a little bit earlier than what he did last year. Uh, and also can return footballs. So I think it's a win-win. Uh, interesting that they signed Kyron Moore back and signed on Javon Leak. I mean, I guess Kyron Moore is going to be more of a receiver than I would think a special team kind of guy. Uh, I know they was running both in Edmonton last year. So uh, no matter, you got two good returners now. Uh, you don't have to tire one out or you put one on one side, one on the other. And uh, that could be very dangerous for the Edmonton Elks going forward. Trey, what did you think of this signing?
1: No, I I liked it. Um, Quick question is, uh, oh, why is his name escaping me right now? Uh, Generian Grant, is he a free agent? Uh, I thought I saw somewhere that he was, but I didn't know that. He is, yes. He is? Okay. And I don't believe he's been
0: brought back yet.
1: No, then I yeah no then I guess he's next up I guess if you want a special teams guy and I'm I, I'm actually surprised like I maybe it's the Canadian game and I just get too lost in the NFL how many times do we see them bringing in a kick returner you know kind of thing and you're paying a guy hundred and some thousand dollars but I mean it's so important in the CFL game and you want that top guy and Janarian Grant's been hurt the last few years so I guess you go after him and that's great and we'll see how the dominoes go there. Just that's also wanna... a position that you usually go with the, sorry, it's a position you usually go with the, sometimes the unknown rookie, right, who just has speed. So it's interesting that, but I mean, does Edmonton have some cap space to burn right now, I guess? And so hopefully it works out. I, right. I think Edmonton's
0: just the team that's tried to do that for the last eight years and not had much success with bringing in the unknown rookies. So, uh, you know, they see the opportunity to shore him up and maybe he gets more involved in the offense, too. I always vouch for that, like Devontae Dedman in Ottawa. I've always thought he deserves a role in the receiving game there. I would like to see Javon Leak mixed in some packages there as well. So a lot of the running back market is kind of uh, sorted out for the most part. Now uh, we mentioned Kadeem Carey. Possibly we'll see if he goes to Toronto. The other big name still out there, Jamal Morrow. Uh, now that we've seen some of these pieces uh, fall into place, uh, do you guys see a spot from here, anywhere that stands out, uh, Adam?
2: Not a whole lot. I mean, we were saying Hamilton a little bit, just as a compliment to James Butler, but... That could be a lot of cap uh, money, depending what exactly uh, Jamal Morro is going to get. Uh, at the moment, don't want to say UFL, but UFL.
0: Yeah, that's that's kind of where I lean too, right?
1: Uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of getting full up right now, right? The running back roster spots.
0: Yeah, because Montreal, I doubt they would bring in a third. It seemed like the Antwi Fletcher combo. Winnipeg short up uh, with Oliver Augustine. The Riders should be done now after bringing Oled in. BC just made their move. Calgary, unless Calgary, maybe if they want to give you know Mills kind of split with Mills and have Logan focused on returns, maybe Ottawa tandem with Devontae Williams there. But I think Jamal Morrow is a talented enough running back to still be a starter in the CFL. Like, I'm a big fan of Morrow and his usage. I think he's very underrated. Um, But I just don't know if there's any spots left out there for him. So he may be one of those unfortunate odd man out situations. Maybe he goes off to the UFL. Maybe he goes unsigned at the start of free agency. And then somebody inevitably gets injured week one and we see him brought in as a pretty good free agent acquisition in training camp or midseason.
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean, last year it was Kadeem Carey, wasn't it? First game of the year and he was injured. So, I mean, there's always an opportunity and maybe he just has tomorrow has to just wait till either training camp or regular season starts. Moving on to some of the
0: other positions here and some of our big news. Uh, I think the other biggest uh, shoe to drop today was the re-signing of wide receiver Dalton Schoen with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers on a one-year extension. Did anybody see that as being an actual possibility? Trey, did you uh, have any inclination? Because I I didn't see that coming one bit.
1: No, I, I thought shown and Olivera had good chances of being gone. So definitely didn't think they'd sign them both. But I mean, after what Kyle Walters did last year, are we really shocked, you know, and, and and I wouldn't be surprised if he somehow snuck in a few more of those guys. Like we listed Janarian grant. Um, do we have any other receivers that are, Is like Rasheed, Rasheed Bailey. Bailey to, is yeah. a free agent Now, did he take a cut last year to come back? Wasn't he the one of the ones that took a cut last year to come back? Now, is he gone? Likely. Um, and yeah, you got to factor in you're paying a little extra for Adam's favorite player, Chris Trevler, in the backfield, right? So, I mean, that salary cap's getting eaten up. I don't know how he fits it in. Like, unless he literally pays uh, the rookies under, under league minimum, I don't know how he does it. But, and they only have, what were they, like 60,000 over salary cap last year or something like that? It wasn't crazy. That's one rookie player. Like, it's not, I don't know. It's not like they're going a million. It's not like Tampa Bay Lightning, Ryan. Hey.
0: Long-term injured reserve, that's the key.
2: <laughs> yeah, seller cap. I'd never heard of her. Um, Pretty much the definition of Winnipeg. Anyways, uh, no, I was stunned that they actually could make this work for Dalton Schoen. He either took a real hometown discount or something because there was just no way I could see him and Brady Oliveira on the same roster at the same time. I mean, that's well over half a million dollars right there alone. Add Zach Caleros' contract onto it, and uh, maybe one or two others, Willie Jefferson's and Adam Big Hills. You're well over a million, as I would think, unless there's some real hometown discounts well, coming
1: in. All, yeah, Olivera showed and in, in Caleros are a million right there, what they're reported. And then you add Strevler, Willie, Big Hill, a couple of those guys, you're almost up to one and a half to two million. That's wild.
2: Yeah, without even bringing in, like, you know, you need a 53-man roster.
1: Uh, Show me the sorry. rules. Now, now, how many, now, how many guys you know.
2: have taken
0: pay cuts, though, right? Like, Kenny Lawler was a big, big expensive free agent acquisition last year. He restructured his contract. Uh, I'm sure a, a number of other guys, Stanley Bryant, seemingly, you know, took a bit of a discount there as well. So how many of these guys are just taking those discounts? And it's crazy to see that many of guys do it that we're hearing year after year. And but, that kind of takes me into my other topic that we'll get to here next uh, after final thoughts on Dalton Schoen here. Uh, so we'll go there next. But uh, anything else on Schoen?
2: Yeah, just that, like you're looking at all these contracts still Ryan. Yes, I know that they're taking discounts. But look at the sheer number of contracts that have to be reasonably, like, reasonable, right? I mean, Kenny Law oh, or yeah. A. You've got, um, uh, like you said before, Calaros, Big Hill. You've got Willie on the one side. You've got um uh who else am I thinking of that I'm not even like go, Rose would have a reasonably good contract. Uh, He's a free is agent. So good. is he gonna be a free? Okay. Yeah. But even then, there's so many contracts that Winnipeg has that are gotta be pretty reasonable contracts to keep the guys. And yet even Volotarsky, I mean, wasn't he just re-signed?
1: Yeah. Uh,
2: he didn't take league minimum, I'm sure. Uh, there there's so many contracts that Winnipeg has that you gotta sit there and just like either be amazed at the work of Kyle Walters, uh, or the amazed of, of the work of Mike O'Shea to keep everybody in the same focus and keep them on the same uh, on the same page. Because boy, that that's something that they can do.
1: I don't want to be too conspiracy e and like, but I wonder too how like the handshake deals, like a city like Winnipeg right now, and how the fan base is going. How many of these guys on the team could get a job day one at? with big hill at ig and at a car dealership and uh, with uh who owns it there's a guy that a former bomber outpl- or works at one i hear him on the radio all the time um what's his name escaping me what Mince. no i was somebody else but anyway you know what i mean there's guys westwood was on the radio way longer than he should have yeah. been but he was on it you know uh w- walby was on the radio at times you got uh, Brown. Brown brown on the radio you go this is a city where i wonder even if it's not a straight conversation between wade miller and kyle walters i wonder if that goes into it where these guys know they can't play football after 30 35 and winnipeg i I don't know and i'm not saying other cities can't saskatchewan has got that you got henry burris living in ottawa you have these guys who do it and i wonder if certain culture around it helps with that too where you're like, you know what? I will take a hundred thousand over hundred fifty elsewhere. Because if I go to one hundred fifty in Hamilton, I don't have that same guarantee where my after football career is the same. That's all I wonder. Because especially like that's why Patty Mahomes gets his fifty five million because he doesn't give a shit about what happens after football, right? Like he, yeah. he's set. So.
0: Yeah, it's a good point. And, you know, I, I didn't see Sean coming back. I thought Oliver would come back. I didn't see a case where that meant Dalton Sean could fit uh, here in Winnipeg. But kudos to them for getting it done because I think he's one of the top receivers in the league. And, and how many times this year are we going to see the same play where Zach Calero's pressure's on him, rolls out to the right, fires it downfield, Dalton Sean another touchdown? It's his go to play uh, when he needs a key play. And it seems to work pretty effectively for them. Uh, And so they bring Schoen back for another year, which we didn't really think was going to be possible. The other side of the coin, uh, out east, the Toronto Argonauts, we talked about them losing AJ Ouellette already. This team is getting decimated, and free agency hasn't even officially begun yet. Uh, Some of these names that they've lost in the past couple of days, Boris Beattie, Adarius Pickett, Jamal Peters, AJ Ouellette, Javon Leak, Brandon Barlow, uh, I'm sure a number of other guys here. For Toronto as well. And this is the 16 and two team last year uh, that is now losing all of their pieces. We saw the same thing with Calgary many years in a row too, right? Where they were always the boat. They were the the class of the league and everybody stole their free agents uh, come free agency. So what is the difference between these teams like Calgary and Toronto, where you'd see half the team go uh, and there's a lot of concern around Toronto right now because of all the pieces they're losing after a historic season but then Winnipeg's found a way to make it to four straight great cups and still pretty much keep all of the major pieces they'll lose one or two but replace them how do they do it Adam like what what's the difference here why can't why isn't Toronto able to keep the team together like Winnipeg is
2: well, I think it's here you know what I think it's part of the partly like Trey said it's the market uh when you go to Winnipeg you know you're the fans all know you. They, they want you around. They they have opportunities to do speaking engagements. They have all sorts of cool little things. I know this is a part of Saskatchewan's uh, big thing as well for their push, uh, that you become a part of the family, essentially, in Saskatchewan. Uh, everybody jokes about everybody kind of being the old banjo-picking guys, but that, it's true. It works out on both sides of this thing. Uh, Winnipeg, I, you know what? I think it really has to do with the coaches a lot because – Mike O'Shea, something about him, Uh, people seem to, like teams or players that go with Mike O'Shea stay with Mike O'Shea. They don't want to leave Winnipeg because of the coaching staff, it seems like a lot of as well. Uh, The coaching staff in Toronto has changed. Uh, If you look, it used to be Corey Mason there as a defensive coordinator, and, of course, you still have Ryan Dinwiddie, but they play for their coordinators once in a while, and uh, the coordinators don't change a lot in Winnipeg. the the coaching doesn't change a lot in Winnipeg you know what you got and you know where you fit in the roster and I think a lot of guys just look at that and say boy that's some stability that I've got in Winnipeg that's why they stay I my opinion
1: uh Trey I think you said that before though oh hands down and and when you talk about Toronto let's be real how many non-CFL fans knew who Chad Kelly was at the all-star game you know what I mean I I can't imagine non-CFL fans. There's probably CFL fans that probably wouldn't have noticed right away. Um, But, you know, like Adam said, places like Winnipeg, Saskatchewan, my girlfriend knows who Brady Oliveira is just because, uh, you know what I mean? you got certain guys, she knows who Drew Wolitarski is. There's people who not the biggest fans will know because Jack Kelly isn't making the front page of the Toronto Sun, but these other guys are making it in Winnipeg, right? And it's just more of a... For that and the coaching, right? Because where did a couple of Toronto players go? To Saskatchewan. And didn't Saskatchewan get a coach from Toronto? Like Adam said too. So that's where I see it goes, right?
0: Yeah, I I think you both hit the nail on the head with uh, a lot of what you've said there. And I wonder, like, the, the CFL is, like, the money you make in the CFL for most guys is not going to be able to set you up for life. And, and they know that, right? Like, many are looking at the post-football opportunities and I do think there's more of those in Winnipeg maybe than there is in Toronto for them but I also think because careers are so short and it's not enough money you're chasing that's probably going to set you up for a lifetime how many of these guys are just chasing a ring like you have such a short experience in football that you are searching for that championship and you've been to the championship four years in a row And know that if you keep the core together, you have the talent to probably get back there again versus you never know. Like I was saying with what happens if Olivera goes somewhere else and it doesn't work out the same, you don't know if the pasture is always green or somewhere else. Right. So I I think that's a big piece of that mentality. And that's probably been instilled in them by the coaching staff and O'Shea and crew as well, that uh, we've got a good thing and we can keep running this back as long as we want.
2: Yeah. And I think the, you maybe uh, hit the bigger point, Ryan, in in the CFL, it, it, you're not playing for you're right. You're not playing for the money. Essentially, you're playing because either a for a great Cup ring, and you want to be the winner, right? Everybody wants to be a winner. And in Winnipeg, it's been a winning team for a long time, right? When it's Saskatchewan, weird to
0: hear you say that. I'm sorry to cut you off there, but it's still weird to me to, after
2: 30 years of misery uh, to hear you say that. I'll take this hat off for a minute. <laughs> Anyways, uh, you know, in Saskatchewan, I mean, it, it had a winning way there for a while, right? In 2006, 2007, and it went all the way until 2014. People wanted to come to Saskatchewan because they were winners. They, they played hard. They had a winning team. They had a winning culture. And – In 2015, they kind of went downhill. Then 16, 17, it got worse. And yeah, now you got to start at the bottom. And what they've done this year so far has been pretty good. But it takes a while to get there. Uh, Winnipeg's been there now for quite a little while. uh, Well, since 2018, essentially, whenever Zach Alvaro showed up, uh, this team has become a winning team. And people really do seem to fall for a winning team. Players want to win. Shocking. I know. But, yeah, it's a lot yeah. easier to do a lot of things when you win.
0: Very true. Very true. Uh, I think the Argos are still going to be okay. I, I think they have a lot of depth. Like these are big names that they're they're losing, but they were a team that I think was the most one of the most deep in the CFL. But it's going to hurt. Like no doubt about it, losing some of these pieces uh one change one piece they did bring in uh as they lost a couple of pieces was uh kicker Liram Haralahu is back in the CFL after uh going to the NFL I believe the USFL last season uh let's see let's talk special teams I guess a little bit Haralahu uh off to Toronto. Boris Beattie off to Edmonton. And the uh the tie Cats have re-signed Mark Leggio and uh Kari Vedvick uh, as their kicking punting duo. Uh uh Trey, you've seen most of these guys play in Winnipeg before. Any any thoughts on oh, uh the kicking market right now?
1: I'm glad I don't drink anymore because when I used to go to bomber games drunk trying to say lahu like I can't even <laughs> say it's sober. Um, but yeah, no glad glad to see him back. Um, it, you know he couldn't quite stick in the NFL and other. Was he the one that had an awful day in Dallas? No, that was Brett Maher. okay, Maher. Yeah, but uh what do I feel like? who was still in Dallas, but anyway, I I, I can't remember where he was, but he might have been. yeah, and it's good to have him back. Uh, I I wonder if they got him at a discount because I I get I mean I guess he's a little is his record better, but but Boris Beatty wasn't bad either, so I don't know uh how that shook. Down if Boris Beattie went to was moving to Edmonton first, even though that didn't come till later. But uh, I would like to see that. Um, and I just want to know what's going on in Winnipeg because do we have Castillo locked down?
0: He is not. He is currently a
1: free agent, right? And we brought in that other guy, like a rookie or or, or something. So I wonder if Castillo is on the market now too. Would he be the next big uh, fish and with a boot on? Because I don't think Troy Westwood's coming back. Uh, Adam, how do you think? Do you guys who's your kicker again? I can't remember.
2: Uh, Paul McCown. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, we have Brett Lather. We locked right. him down already for three years or three years. Uh three years yeah. actually. So uh yeah, our kicking game is uh, locked in for a long time in Saskatchewan. Uh Liram Hiroahu, um, really a, a, a great kicker, two hundred and fifteen pounds. He uh, used to pay defensive line as a uh, as a high schooler, so that's kind of cool. <laughs> I guess when the returners coming down the other way, look out for a kicker uh, in Toronto. Uh, Boris Beattie, though, off to Edmonton. Uh, last year, I can't even remember if they had a kicker that. Dean you know, Faithful. Dean Faithful, that's who it was. Yeah. Well, uh, Edmonton isn't to him. Uh, I'm sure he's probably on the way out. Uh, <laughs> Took me a second. <laughs> nice. Hey, I got to get my puns in when I can.
1: Can Anyways. we just stop with the dad jokes after that intro today, guys? Like, you know. <laughs> the intro was uh, perfect. What are you talking about? Yeah, that was great. It was, it was perfect.
2: Anyways. Um, like I say, uh, Boris Beattie will go there. He'll be kicking. And uh, I don't know if he does feel uh, kickoffs or like uh, punting. But, yeah, we'll see what happens there. I think Beattie does all three. He does do all three? Okay. Yeah. So yeah, that would be mean Chris Jones can bring in another athlete of some sort because he has an extra space. So knowing Chris Jones, he just loves that. So um yeah, no, uh, not really much of sand kickers. So, I mean, yeah, Sergio Castillo is a big one. I think Justin Medlock already moved somewhere, didn't he? If I'm not mistaken, I don't think he's To retirement, yeah. Uh did he? I think somebody signed him.
0: No, Justin uh, Medlock?
2: No. I'm sure. I gotta go
0: take a look. I'll take a look. You guys continue. 100% no. He's in like the Bombers Hall of Fame
2: or something like that.
1: Yeah, they just put him uh, in the Hall no, of Fame. No, I'm,
2: sorry. I'm thinking of the other okay. boy that just went to Hamilton last year.
1: Legio. Mark Legio?
2: Mark Legio. There it is. You,
1: you get t- <laughs> getting those two mixed up will get you in trouble here, Matt.
0: Two future <laughs> CFL Hall of Fame kickers God. for the Bombers, right?
2: <laughs> sure. <laughs>
0: Bombers are bringing I mean, him back
2: from a day, day contract. i got to look I thought Mark Leggio signed somewhere.
0: Yeah, yeah, he re-signed in Hamilton.
2: Oh, did he? Okay.
0: Yeah. Justin Medlock, yeah. no. Not
1: Always bad. sharp at him. Add that one to the blooper reel.
2: <laughs> Maybe John Ryan's coming out of retirement. I don't know. He's, he was... Oh, former All right, let's talk
0: about a team we know you're more familiar with the names there, Adam. It's the Saskatchewan Rough Riders and all of the moves they've made today uh, and yesterday. uh, Among them, and add any I'm missing here, offensive lineman Jamarcus Hardrick going over from the Bombers, being the highest paid American offensive lineman in the CFL, around $240,000 to go to the Riders there. Then they kicked today off with Jameer Thurman uh, uh, signing at linebacker there. Um, I don't think that's all they did today, right? Well, AJ Ollett, we talked about that one already. Uh, defensive back was Jalen Edwards Cooper, uh, the highest paid defensive back in the CFL.
2: Uh, temporarily until Adarius Pickett, until Adarius Pickett, that's where I
0: know Jamal Peters signed, or yes, yes, Jamal Peters. Uh, and Godfrey and getting a contract extension there for Saskatchewan. I think that might be all of them. I'm trying to scroll through the, uh, the old discord list here, but that looks like it for me. So, uh, busy day for the Riders. Uh, what do you think?
2: Actually, I'm real happy with it. As I said earlier, when we began the show, uh, Jameer Thurman and CJ Revis on the linebacking core. I like it. That's really a really good signing. Uh, however, it's going to mean probably Larry Dean is going to become a free agent. Uh, I think that's just a business decision, essentially, for the Riders. Uh, so we'll see how that one works. Uh, the other signings that we had today, uh, hardrick that was a great one. The Riders had to bring in some def- uh, offensive line help. That's a big offensive line help. Uh, former Rider, went to Winnipeg, came back to Saskatchewan. So that's always a nice thing. Uh we also uh, brought in the defensive back there again. The name uh, just slips me there. He's from BC. Uh, what was the name again, Ryan?
0: Uh, Jalen Edwards Cooper.
2: Edwards Cooper. No, had zero tackle or zero uh, touchdowns against last year. I don't know how they track that, but no okay, Sounds cool. Well, uh, well he never so, won
1: a touchdown on him specifically in coverage, right? So.
2: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So. So, real good for him. So, like I said, that'll be a good signing for the Riders, who are pretty uh, light right now in defensive backs. Uh, I think they need to bring in maybe one or two more. Uh, and I know they're in the market for a few more people. Uh, we've heard the rumors about Tim White in Sask- uh, possibly talking to Saskatchewan. Makes no sense to me. Makes total sense to me. We need an American uh, receiver just like Winnipeg has. Uh, and then also uh, the other one that uh, Saskatchewan is still on the hunt on, Matthew Betts, uh, there was talk. I think that's kind of cooled off a little bit now uh, from what I've heard. And, uh, yeah, Saskatchewan overall, though, they're better than they were yesterday. Let's put it that way. So, uh, with the signing and running back, the signing in uh, offensive line, I hope they still have maybe room for another offensive lineman, either looking at maybe Jeff Gray. Uh, that would be a, a dagger to Winnipeg right at the moment with their offensive line. Uh Or uh, I would imagine they might be taking a look as well at the uh, Ottawa uh, offensive lineman that just got released. Uh, Jacob Ruby uh, might be an option as well for Saskatchewan. Uh, But I think they need a Canadian offensive line that's got a little bit of veteran uh, with them. So, uh, yeah, because I did not hear anything about uh, uh, Johnson as well uh, being re-signed in Saskatchewan. So if he isn't getting re-signed, they got to bring somebody else in. I would love to see Jeff Gray. Just because Winnipeg fans would feel like they got stabbed in the heart.
1: Yeah, it's okay. I'm Take sure him.
2: it is. Take him. Right. How's Zach Caleros's, uh head, by the way?
1: Ah, man. Yeah, actually, I actually didn't think about that. I was more worried about a run game. I was like, who's going to block for Oliveira? I didn't even think about who's going to block for my boy Caleros. It just means more strevy wraps, I guess.
2: Could have to have Strevy running a lot this year because he's going to have to. Yeah, Strevler will be the blocker.
0: There you go. That's the uh, that's the game plan. You can have two QBs out on the field. One can just line up uh, in front of the other. Uh There. So, um
2: can we talk yeah. a little bit about Jim uh, White? What are you doing, Hamilton? Like seriously, he's the best receiver, probably, arguably, in the league. Like. What are you doing letting him go? I mean, is the number that crazy? And watch him turn around and sign Lucky Whitehead or something. I'm just, it
0: weird to me. Yeah, Tim White's the biggest named free agent wide receiver uh, on the market uh, at all, in my opinion. Uh, maybe you could argue him versus Dalton Shown, but it's really those two were the big names. Uh, he led the league in receiving yards last year at twelve hundred and sixty-nine. I think he was tops or near the tops the year before as well. They didn't even have like they didn't have great quarterback play last year in Hamilton, and he still managed to hit that despite a slow start to the year and some quiet games. So that just shows how dominant he was when he was on. I think any team's lucky to have Tim White. I just don't think like I, I saw that the Riders were a team rumored to be in on him doesn't make a whole ton of sense to me necessarily. Cause I think they're pretty set up with uh, the young guns they've got at wide receiver, but uh, any team should at least be kicking the tires on Tim white. Watch him come to the bombers. Why? Watch, watch if the, watch the bombers somehow fit that in. If that, that that's when we send the IRS uh, over to IG field or princess audio Stadium, princess auto yep. stadium. Uh, if that happens, but uh, no,
2: no, uh, I think the has to go over there. I don't know if the IRS goes there, but you no, know American C R A, yeah, whatever. Uh I don't know.
0: Trey, any thoughts on Tim White uh, and being the big name out there at wide receiver?
1: I don't know, maybe he just pissed me off a lot in fantasy, so I say good. But other than that, I mean I, I, I I'm just surprised. Like I get he's the best, but I guess it's tough in my mind to say when Sean and Oliveira get 230 why this guy gets 70,000 more. I'm not saying he doesn't deserve 300,000, but is that something teams are looking at and saying, well, Oliveira with a Canadian passport, who pro- probably produces more just on the ground, and then shown who when healthy, was producing similar, gets less. So maybe that's what they're looking at right now. Um, I don't know. Hamilton restructured with Bo. Maybe that ate up something. I don't know. But th- where was Tim White before?
0: Uh, he's always been in Hamilton.
1: Or maybe I'm getting someone else mixed up then. Okay. I don't know. It was just all they're also going to lose Simone Lawrence, it sounds like, right, Hamilton? So I mean maybe they're just changing changing of the guard a little bit, you know.
2: No, I was kind of also surprised they let Jameer Thurman walk as well. I mean, that's a linebacking core if you do lose Simone Lawrence. Jameer Thurman had a great year last year. I mean, I I don't know why, again, that Hamilton is essentially giving him up, but I don't know. It's, it's going to be interesting to see what Hamilton does.
0: And seeing where Tim White lands, you know, if you look at other teams that might be in on him, I can see Montreal. I can see Ottawa uh, potentially going that direction as well. Uh, and maybe having some money. Uh, although Montreal's got some big contracts on the defense side, at least. Uh, we'll see where Tim White goes. Uh, I agree. Hamilton's got to find a way to lock him up because there's not a ton of top tier options on the market. And if you're going to next season with Terry Godwin, as good as he's been as your number one receiver, who's also a free agent and they could potentially lose. Yeah, it's going to be a pretty unproven core for the Tie cats there uh let's talk a bit about ottawa some of the things they've done they've been busy the past couple of days here as well uh wide receiver justin hardy thousand yard receiver last year he gets a contract extension so you know even if they don't get tim white then they they obviously can't get dalton Schoen, even though we talked about them as being a possibility for him I think they're pretty set with the likes of Hardy and rhymes and Acklin and Oh gosh, why do I always start listing them off and never, and then never remember who the other one I'm thinking of are. Uh, Who else is there's another big name here at Braylon Addison. That was the other one I was thinking of there for Ottawa. Um, I think they're pretty set the one spot that is a question mark for me is Canadian wide receiver after they released Nate Bahar uh and they still owe him $30,000 this year because he had a guaranteed contract so um that one puzzles me quite a bit uh there's not a ton of Canadian receivers out on the market like Tommy Neal's your top one there's guys like Hakuna Vanu, Brendan O'Leary, Orange etc out on the market as well none of these are going to be a game breaker maybe they look at just a cheaper internal option to make some of the other moves uh work but uh I don't know, any thoughts on, on the release of Nate Bihar, who, who seemed like a really big member of the community there too?
2: The uh, community part confuses me because you're right. He was a big part, I think, of the Ottawa. Uh, kind of just the uh, fan base and everything else. Uh, but uh, I want you to look in Saskatchewan for a quick minute and tell me a wide receiver that might be available free for a free agency. I think it's a Canadian, if I'm not mistaken right now. I don't believe he's resigned signed a contract to Sam Emelis. Uh, he is under contract. He is? Oh. Yeah. Okay. Then I'm confused why they uh, uh, let go of Nate Bahar. I thought, honestly, that there was a uh, chance that Sam analyst was available. Uh, that's why I, I thought that was a two-year deal instead of a three. So, Okay. Nope. I'll withdraw that.
0: Yeah. There's not a ton out there on the market uh, for Canadian receivers, so maybe they look internally uh, in that spot
1: for them. Um any thoughts from you on that one, Trey? Yeah, I just a little surprised, but maybe they had some other fish they were hoping to get, but I don't know. And then also we'll see how it goes. Like, um, yeah, maybe they were kind of in on Olivera for the Canadian side. I don't know. Maybe they want another, I don't know. Is there someone else we're missing that's Canadian? Where's, is O'Leary Orangery signed in Winnipeg? Yep,
0: no, he is a currently a free agent as well. Yeah, so. I
1: don't know. Maybe a cheaper guy. You never know.
0: Yeah, exactly. And maybe they were saving the money for some of the other options, uh, like re-signing defensive back Damon Webb, uh, which they did today, uh, and signing defensive back Darius Pickett. Uh, I think that one was yesterday, maybe. He got uh, the Argos, interestingly, released him early so that he could sign already officially with the Ottawa Redblacks. Uh, huge get also like one of the best personalities he's been really pumping up free agency uh and making it interesting all over social media uh so i love that from adarius pickett that's a huge get for them uh in their defensive backfield there uh for ottawa um justin howell defensive back re-signed to a one-year contract uh now as well so Ottawa's been making some moves this off season as well. Uh, And we expected them to after what they did last year. I don't know about you guys. I just have such a hard time trusting it with Ottawa. Like every year we come to this time of year and we talk about how well they did on paper and the moves and we love them. And it just doesn't translate out onto the field. So I don't know what, what's the issue there and do we think that the current, crew they have in place uh, can make it successful with these additions this year
1: I don't know I feel like this is one of the better spots they've been in this time of year you're right what you're saying we get high hopes for them but I mean to me I'm a little bit higher on them this year than I have been in the past Uh, Adam have they not done uh, I don't know maybe it's hard they're in the top three right now teams have done the most so it's hard to see them fall too far Adam
2: now, you know what? I think everything relies on that quarterback position once again for the Ottawa Redblacks. I mean, if uh, Drew Brown turns out to be the savior that they're hoping he's going to be, be a great deal. And Ottawa will be successful this year. Uh, but we've seen it all in the past. Nick Arbuckle comes in, was supposed to be a savior. Nope. Uh, James Franklin, I think was in Ottawa for a brief moment. Was he, well, he was supposed to be a savior? Nope. Uh, you look at so many of these guys, uh, even, uh, again, uh, they brought in from uh, – jeez, you know, he was – he was. Uh, I should always know his name, and I can't even remember him now. He's been injured two years in a row. Uh,
0: Jeremiah Mazzoli. Jeremiah
2: Mazzoli. Sorry. I just – anyways, Jeremiah Mazzoli, uh, he was supposed to be the guy to come in and be the guy for Ottawa. And it just seems like Ottawa has no luck ever since, really, Henry Burris with quarterbacks. And, I mean – until they can find that genuine number one starting quarterback. They thought Dustin Crum was gonna be the guy, and he well, crumbled up. I mean, um, it's it's been <laughs> sorry. Uh, it's just been a rotating quarterback system in Ottawa, and until they find the number one guy. I can't see it I can't see anything improving.
0: Yeah, that's the big question mark for me is how is Drew Brown gonna play this year for the Red Blacks? And uh you know can they consistently put an effort out there on the field uh, on all in all facets to get it done uh which is something that on paper every year yeah it looks good but once they get out there on the field uh, is that gonna stick is the biggest question and I have that same question for any team that loads up in free agency I have those question marks right now with the Saskatchewan Rough riders as well you know is are these additions big enough uh to turn the tide for them uh it's hard to know when the team is overhauled but on paper it looks good it looks like they're making some key moves there uh for these teams in particular uh other movement in the defensive side of the ball around the league we've got uh jamal peters going over to the hamilton tiger cats uh former or toronto argonaut Uh, i believe he became the highest paid defensive back in the cfl now so Guys are getting paid. Uh, Every year somebody's setting a new record, I feel like, at almost every position for highest uh, paid player, uh, which is good to see these guys getting their worth. Uh, He's been a fantastic player there as well. Uh, And interception leader Demario Houston from the Winnipeg Blue Bombers going to the Calgary Stampeders. Uh, any thoughts on those uh, couple of deals there? Uh, Trey, you're used to seeing DeMario with Houston in a bomber uniform. Uh, what do you think about him going to Calgary?
1: I uh, see the f- reason why we give up those deep plays? No, I, I, it's good. It it, it was going to be one of those guys like we lost a few, the Bombers lost a few guys like Sales and a couple, uh, Rose went to the NFL and came back. You're going to lose a couple of guys, especially in that secondary. You can't keep them all. I don't know if like in the CFL, but NFL cornerbacks and is, is, is some of those secondary guys are some of the higher paid guys. So I wonder if it's kind of similar. So hard to keep them all. And Calgary needs help on defense, right? Like, I mean, do they still have Judge? Yeah, Judge? I believe they. Yeah, I believe they did. I mean, Calgary's defense wasn't their wasn't their weak spot per se. You know, if you were going to pick one thing that needed to super improve, right? So yeah, should be good. I mean, hope it gives them. Um, What's-his-face, uh, May more time?
2: Actually, no. Calgary's one little, little weak spot that I always found was their uh, pass uh, against game. Okay. Uh, they, they did let the deep ball go uh, quite a bit. This will solid, uh, solidify quite a bit with Demario Houston going over there. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about the Bombers' offensive line again. You know, we said uh, Yoshi Hardrick is gone. Uh, Saskatchewan's now got Mario and Yoshi on their team, which is great. Uh, but you know what? In Winnipeg, they had a big, big uh, retirement as well today uh, with uh, uh, Drew Richmond. I think it was.
1: Yeah, twenty-eight-year-old guy. Happy that big of a retirement if you don't know the guy's name, Adam. <laughs> with Adam, that's not true. That's am I? Am I? Am I dumb? I'm not sure. I didn't. I, I don't really recognize the name too too much. Is it that big of a hole? Yeah, no,
2: because he was supposed to fill up uh, Hardrick's spot. He's twenty eight right. year old. He's a, somewhat of a veteran. Uh, he was rotating. In I wonder with the what ocean that's Hardrick. all
1: about. If there wasn't properly communicated that Hardrick was going, or because they were all in on Hardrick, he felt that he had to retire. Wonder how that goes.
2: Yeah, very interesting to see that uh, the guy that was going to probably get his opportunity to be a starter. Is now gone from the CFL, uh, and essentially they got to put a rookie in there or they got to find some guy for that spot. Uh, Josiah St. John, anybody? You're gonna bring this up every show, Adam. <laughs> I'm gonna bring we him can, up. We can up
1: kick you, running. we can kick you. It's unusual, <laughs> it. yeah. Uh, hey,
2: I, I guess that Greg McCray's coming to Saskatchewan, so.
1: you can I have.
2: I
0: think he goes to Edmonton because Chris Jones loves the guy. He can play a running back, receiver, maybe return man if he needs. Health quarterback. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, just looking at this three down nation article on Drew Richmond's retirement. So the reason you probably don't see it, haven't seen his name too much before is he I think he might only have like two starts, uh, because he missed like the most of the season in 2022 with a knee injury uh and then i guess didn't get it into the starting lineup as much last year but uh i guess that was a, yeah somebody they had kind of pegged in line like you said to uh take over for uh hardrick uh, knowing they can't keep him so uh yeah that does definitely leave some holes in the uh, the bombers offensive line there any other news from around the CFL over the past couple of days that i i've missed so far that you guys want to touch on
1: uh maybe since we gave Toby Keith one, we should give another one to Carl Carl Weathers, right? Creed and uh, and oh, the greatest, one of the greatest. I love him. Man, he was a Mandalorian uh, Star Wars reference. other So Carl Weathers, BC Lions, right in the seventies. So. Yep. The
0: rest I've never, the rest I never. I'll admit.
1: You know what? My I have a few Fast and Furious and the Rocky movies. Those two I've never seen any of the Rocky movies. So was did you guys see him? Was he? Is it good? Honestly, I don't watch. I've, watched
2: watched Rocky. I've huh? never seen
1: Rocky okay okay i didn't even know he was in rocky I, when i saw that he was a, the original Apollo creed i was like that's crazy man so i was like i i knew him from arrested development and i knew him from mandalorian and that's about it this will come as a shock
0: based on me never understanding any of your movie references on the podcast but i have not seen them either <laughs> so
1: you never seen arrested development no God, he plays himself. It's great. He hustles a guy out of ten thousand, or like ten thousand dollars for acting lessons, and then just lives at his house. It's great. (laughs) Anyway, that's about it for me. Uh, Anything else? Uh, Did we ever hear anything more about those kickoff rules? Was that just talk for a week when they had their meeting, and then it went? Yeah, nothing more
0: about that since. uh, Maybe we'll hear it closer to the start of the season. Uh, I guess other moves to mention that have popped up on the timeline here. Uh, we can just quickly run through the Argos, re-signing linebacker Jack Casser and defense lineman Benoit Marion. Uh Brandon Barlow. I talked about him leaving the Argos. He's going to the Tie Cats. So that's a big piece on the defensive line for them because they're probably gonna you know, imagine they're going to move on from like Ted Laurent, you know, Dylan wins a free agent. So a a change on the D line there for them. I think I read he was second in sacks on the Argos last year. uh, And they had a pretty good D line. Uh, I'm just scrolling it back through more news here. Uh, This is always great to do this live on a podcast. Uh, Brandon Dozier uh, re-signed with the Calgary Peters. So we talked about them needing defense back help. I think bringing him back, he's one of the better pieces they have available there. And I think that was the most notable uh, couple of BC moves. Offensive lineman David Knevel and uh, Marcus Sales. We talked about him a little bit, leaving the Bombers, going over to BC. Uh, two-year extension for him in BC. Uh, and Jake Thomas back with the Bombers for another year, the longest standing member of the organization. He's been with the team since 2012.
1: That's crazy, yeah. you know. I don't know who, who it was, but the Bombers were at my kids' school today for I Love to Read month, so there's CFL the news.
2: Nice, yeah. Um, actually, one thing I don't know if we mentioned it, it was quite a little while ago, and maybe we did. Uh, Noah Zerr, uh, he was a big offensive lineman from uh, Lanchenberg, Saskatchewan. Ended up signing with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders now. Uh, so, cool. I said that they should have signed him a, or picked him as a draft pick. But instead, they picked Sam Imelis, which I guess turned out okay. Yeah, it was, a, it was all right.
0: It was an all right move.
1: Anyway. Is that it, guys, or do we have to do NFL picks now? So we got to do some Super Bowl picks? Oh, well, well, we can do it. our
0: Super Bowl picks here to end it out. Uh, I guess just to wrap up the CFL talk here. Yeah, lots of moves today. Probably a bunch more coming over the next couple of days. Uh, next podcast is going to be Free Agent Frenzy 2024 uh, next Tuesday. So, uh, any other moves that come over the next week, I mean, you can, we'll talk about it on social media and in the Discord. But then you got eight hours of us discussing those at length. Uh, so, look forward to that. Uh, NFL picks, Super Bowls this weekend. Who's excited? I'm excited.
1: First of all, here's the prop bet Will there be a doink plus 850?
0: I'm going to no. Just to no? clarify, this is a kick off the upright?
1: There actually is no choice no. It's either just yes for 850 Yes, that's what I'm assuming it is. Yeah, don't tack me on that one. And then you could also bet on the total Canadian viewers according to official <laughs> statements by CTV and TSN. It's either over <laughs> or under $17.5 million.
0: I'm going around to every television Ooh. store in the city and turning the channel on and then making that bet.
1: When there's the classic national anthem, who wins the coin toss? I'm
2: going on the over on that
1: one. Just, I did last year and I lost. I always think it's the over, but they actually do it pretty quick. Uh, Oh, will Taylor Swift wear a Kristen Jesuit custom design at Super Bowl 58? Yes or no? Yes.
2: Yeah, sure. Probably. Yeah.
1: Anyway, what's the line at these days? Will Zach Calaro's
2: be at the Super Bowl? Yes, sir. Actually,
1: no. oh, wait.
2: he got to do the press box. It's,
1: it's yeah. pretty close to a pick The Chiefs are the underdog as of now, according to Bet99, at mm-hmm. plus 105. They're also plus 1.5 on the spread. Wow. Well, but that's when, yeah, San Fran's minus 125. Well, Brock, we all big- know what it's going to be. We, why are we even talking about this? We know what it's going to be. It was supposed to be Baltimore and San Fran because of the logo. NFL made a last-second audible because they're like, oh, this Taylor Swift chick is pretty cool, and now we're here. <laughs> and me and Adam were talking about before the show, when Ryan had to, had to go potty or something, that NFL 25 is going to be like Taylor Swift on the cover. And no, it's no, have no, the- no, 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 Oh, Kelsey have- on the cover.
2: No, I said they're gonna have a Taylor. We'll have her in the game,
1: and then I said they're gonna have her like they always have like a player. They're gonna have like a little player like a video intro, and it's gonna be the love story of her and Kelsey. <laughs> and then the first song is gonna be like "Love Story" when you start the game. But anyway, I'll, I'll take San Fran just because I want the Swifties to cry. Adam,
2: <clears throat> I want to take San Fran so bad. I want to <laughs> see Brock Purdy absolutely destroy the hopes and dreams of uh, Kansas City. Because I'm sick of Kansas City winning the Super Bowl. Uh, but I think Kansas City's going to win the Super Bowl. I don't know. I just... Yeah. Big big Brock there, I think, is a great quarterback. And it's great what he's done for the league to prove that a 7th rounder can actually you know, matter. Oh, it's it not is. like
1: Tom Brady did that already.
2: Tom Brady wasn't the last overall pick.
1: Well, he was close. He yeah, was close. He was, was
2: the absolute last pick. I mean, it's cool that the last overall pick right now is in a Super Bowl. Let his team do a Super Bowl and is now, um, like, what, 60 minutes away from winning one? It's insane. But I'm pretty certain that Kansas City is winning this one. Unfortunately, I, I'm i going to go with the Kansas City Chiefs.
0: I'm not betting against Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. I'm just not going to do it. And you know, I was thinking last week, uh, during last week's games as well, We made our predictions at the end of November on our uh, CFL season wrap-up show of which two teams we thought we'd see in the Super Bowl. I believe I, not very confidently at that time, said Kansas City and Detroit. And the Lions came within three points, but I picked Kansas City despite not feeling great about them at that point in the season just because of the Patrick Mahomes factor and they know how to win. Uh, And I think they're going to do it again in the Super Bowl here, so I'm going to give it to to KC to get it done yet again.
1: you excited about Usher? I'm not really a big Usher fan. I don't hate him, but it's not. Who was last year's? Is that Rihanna? Yeah. Yeah. But she's like six months pregnant, elevated above the field anyway. I mean, no harness. Where's the safety guy? You know, yes. like I can't go 10 feet without safety guy getting on me. But whatever. Maybe the safety
0: guy was in the left shark costume during that Katy Perry performance many years ago. And maybe he was no longer allowed at
2: Super Bowl. He, also was, wardrobe, than- he was a wardrobe designer for uh, Jackson uh, as well.
1: I'm going to say nothing better than Snoop Dogg smoking a joint before going on. That's that's peak NFL right there.
2: They need a Willie Nelson to do the Super Bowl this year. Just for Kobe Keith.
1: <laughs> here for my horses.
0: Anyway. Switch it up last minute. Yeah. All right, let's wrap this up and get out of here. Uh, we said it many times. CFL Free Agent Frenzy 2024 is our next show. February 13th, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Central Time. YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch. Uh, search for CF Countdown Pod or the Canadian Football Countdown down on all of those uh we'll be streaming live video all day long throughout the day there as well uh, if you can't really uh, tune into video and want to tune into audio uh the twitch feed if you download the mobile app i believe has an option to listen to audio only mode save yourself some bandwidth so you can still listen to us on the go fortunately we couldn't hook this up to uh just a, a regular audio like podcast platform but it will be also posted over the coming week, days and weeks. Uh, bits and pieces of it will be posted uh, in its entirety uh, there as well. So look forward to that. Check it out on the Game 10 TV YouTube page as well. Thanks to our presenting sponsor for helping make that all happen. Uh, yeah, really excited for that one. Really looking forward to it. Uh, it should be a lot of fun. Um, follow us on social media in the meantime. Hey, we've actually been active on social media this week. It's amazing what this time of year brings. Uh, follow us on Twitter at CF Countdown Pod. I have been uh, tweeting out uh, the pictures from our free agent tracker for free agent frenzy uh, every day, taking a look at each position uh, and seeing what the uh, what names are available out there on the board. So if you want to see who's a free agent uh, at each position, go check that out. Uh, and also uh, sharing some thoughts on the big news as it drops throughout the throughout the week. Uh, there as well. So, at CF Countdown Pod on theolx.com, uh, Facebook.com/slash CF Countdown Pod. There as well. Um, let's start with you
2: guys here, uh,
0: Adam. Where can people find everything you've got going on?
2: Yeah, you can find me at Adam Stewart One. Uh, most times right now, either I'm posting about senior hockey or uh, talking a little bit about CFL. I'm going to take talk a little bit more this week uh about the cfl and the free agency and all that good stuff uh try to get some more good information for you but uh yeah in the meantime you can follow me at adam one uh not a whole lot of farm stuff though right now maybe when calving season starts and we'll maybe show you what that's all about trey where can people find you
1: Ah, uh, absolutely nowhere. Leave me alone. No, you can find me at Trey Harness Link. Just <laughs> the guy running like three podcasts. Jesus Christ. I know, I didn't even realize how, how much in a row I had to do this week. So, uh, yeah, you find me at Trey Harness Link. I'll have my Harness Racing show Monday, Wednesday, Fridays. Make sure it'll fall. Like, even if you don't care, just view it for five seconds because that's a view, and I'm a view whore, and that's okay. That's all I want. It, it, it helps. Um, should be at 25,000 tomorrow. That's what I'm hoping for. I need like 70. So I have to have like the worst show ever not to hit it. Uh, follow my UFC show. Should be Thursdays. That's actually been going surprisingly well. I don't know why people listen to it after, but I'll take it. They probably just be like, what's this idiot doing? Um, that's about it. What else do I got? Nothing else that I can mention right now. So that's it.
0: While I'm uh, out at all the uh, TV stores putting the Super Bowl on there to get uh, to win that bet, I'll, I'll make sure to find all the laptops and uh, put put your show on there to get you those views <laughs> you need, Trey. Uh, appreciate, it, appreciate it. Yes, check that all out as well. Mike makes his triumphant return to the podcast on Free Agent Frenzy Day next Tuesday. Is at that confirmed. on social media, uh-huh.
1: uh, yeah, most <laughs> likely, oh, hopefully, likely,
0: hopefully, okay. sure. uh, hopefully he'll be here. I'm pretty sure pretty confident in that one uh so we're excited to have him back for free agency day at mike Garrell on twitter if you want to follow him there you can find me there also at cooper trooper 42 uh occasionally tweeting out predictions on cfl free agents there as well uh half of them being wrong but half of them being right i'll take it um yeah check out the discord community as well for all the extra content and discussion we've got going there link in the episode description and if you want to see other cfl or football shows check out the canadian football podcast network at Pod network on twitter uh also check out the alternative football network uh alternativefootballnetwork.com uh, and uh, at the official AFN on uh, social media there as well. Uh, and perhaps look forward to uh, some familiar f- uh, faces and content in the near future. Uh, there, You can find us on our website as well, alternativefootballnetwork.com. Uh, we will be back on Tuesday with the Big Life Show. Follow us on all these social media platforms and whatever podcast platform you are listening or watching on. Uh, We appreciate it if you do all the fun things such as like, comment, subscribe, rate, review, share the show with your friends, help us grow the show. We always appreciate that. We love all the support we get along the way. Thank you very much. On behalf of Trey and Adam, I'm Ryan saying thank you for listening. Take care. Have a good one. Bye.